Welcome, listeners and watchers on the wall, to another AfterBuzz TV after show for Game of Thrones, Season 8, Episode 6, the series finale! You guys, we're going to be talking the highly anticipated climax of one of the most popular television shows in history. We're going to be talking the breaking of the wheel and the aftermath of the last war. We're going to be talking the Iron Puddle. (laughs) And uh, we're going to be talking Bran the Broken and the new Stark legacy that we're left with at the end of the show. But uh, until we get there, stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> oh, is that music? No, 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 we reject that music and substitute our own. Bum, bum, ba-da-dum, bum, ba-da-dum, bum, ba-da-dum, bum. Thank you, you get in there right there with me. This one's dancier, though. I kind of like the Yeah, I love it. There it is. There we are. Oh, oh last time we're gonna hear it. There's no way. So no way. <laughs> it's so sad. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Ryan Malati, your host for the for this episode for this evening, and I am joined by the best panel a guy could ever ask for. <laughs> to my left is Anna K. Thomas. She is obsessed with the inner and outer workings of the show, and she's got great news and gossip for us. Sure do. We have Kristen Elizabeth Snyder, who has been hosting this show for many, many, many moons, and has a family filled with circus folk who are just as magical as she is. Although also, tonight I'm wearing the strangler around my neck. Ah, filled with uh, the strangler. I you got tears of lease in there, maybe a little milk of the poppy. <laughs> and to her mercy. Left, we have... Sir Jeremy Dan, Lord and Commander of USC uh, <laughs> uh, Business School, uh, and he is uh, one of the most in-depth minds as far mm. as battle strategies go. I mean, he is the War Council. He is the Master of War. Jeremy Dan, thank you for joining us. As Can always. I be on the new Small Council? Is there a spot for me? <laughs> small this council. is as small as yeah. it gets. We also have Stephen in the booth, who may or may not be joining us. He's the <laughs> one engineering our show live. Guys, we're sitting here at AfterBuzzTV.com, also YouTube.com/slash/AfterBuzzTVSciFi. You guys, we're gonna jump right in. We just got a title. What's what the is title? It? The Iron Throne. Oh. Is it really? <laughs> Welcome to the after show for Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 6, The Iron Throne. The Iron Throne. Here or we lack go. Of there. Or, or lack thereof. <laughs> the Iron Puddle. The Iron Puddle. We have awesome topics to talk about um, on this episode, but before we do, let's just get it out of our system. What's your favorite moments from this episode, you guys? Ah. Okay, obviously, John killing Danny. I was Ah. so happy he did it. Like, everybody's like, it's not going to be him. He can't do it. It's going to be Arya. Well, you are wrong. (laughs) You lose. You called it. You lose. She actually did call it right before the episode. Um, We have this, uh, we watch it together, and Mm -hmm. we're filmed watching it called The Watch Alongs. If you ever get bored and want to rewatch the series or want to watch your favorite episode alongside with us, be sure to check that out. Just Google, you know, the watch along. But you did call it. You're like, John's going to kill her. Yeah. You nailed it. And you'll see what my prediction is in the ah! Imp Cup shortly. The Imp Cup, we'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> Any other favorite it, moments? Yeah, John's visit to Tyrion in the cell. Or I don't know if that was the cell or if it was the old winery or something. Yeah. It looked yeah. like there were a lot of casks around. Like yeah. maybe Tyrion had spent some quality time there in years before. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was great lines. Uh, the lines about uh, duty and love. And they were hearkening back to so mm-hmm. many things we've seen in some of the themes in the show. And 
Dinklage, Dinklage's performance in the first uh, half hour of the show and in, in that scene in particular were amazing. So that was a favorite for me. Awesome. It really was cool. I really enjoyed it. So good. Yeah. Okay, I'm changing mine to Drogon um, melting the Iron Throne and turning yes. it into an iron puddle. It was just too good. That was so it cool. It just like, yeah. everything in the entire series and, you know, breaking the wheel. So I love it. Anything with a dragon is my favorite moment, too. <laughs> I would have to agree with you guys. Wait, even last episode? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like, Danny, you're crazy, but this is so cool. Keep doing it. Um, guys, our first topic of of this episode we're calling Breaking the Wheel. Mm-hmm. It's something that Danny had been spouting kind of all series long. And I don't know, I guess the argument could be made like, is the wheel actually broken or is it just a new kind of wheel? We'll get to that. Um, let's just talk, though, about the fact that Danny just won this last war and now she's dead. And in the aftermath of the war, you know, how did we lead up to that point and what this new wheel that was that she was crushing over, you know, uh, all of her enemies with, now it's broken. Um, well, let's start with the last war aftermath. She's standing there with a big army of Unsullied. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, Dothraki. Yeah. Still alive. Half the armies, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, it, it keeps being half. They, they yeah. use their fractions in this show very well. Uh, I think we're meant to believe, I mean, we heard her speech. We heard about freeing additional people all over Westeros and all over the world. And we knew that this was probably worse than the wheel, what she envisioned. I mean, we saw the the, the carnage, the apocalypse, yeah. and the that apocalyptic look out there. And and every viewer, you know, no viewer yeah. was meant to feel comfortable it with that. Danny a... was the one that w- was the only one that felt this is a new, grand, beautiful Vision, and she described that to John later about seeing that, and she could envision that beauty. Yeah. I mean, what we saw as basically her victory speech mm-hmm. to all of us was basically a direct a declaration of war, if you will. I yeah. mean, her talking about freeing all the people in the other lands. I mean, there wasn't like there was another tyrant like Cersei that people needed released from. Yeah, like they, who is she talking about? Yeah, she, Tully. But like, like Tyrion <laughs> yeah. said, every time she's killed an evil man, mm-hmm. that's empowered her. Like, we've told her, great job. You know, like, we've been the mm-hmm. ones to empower her and make her think, like, she's doing a good thing right. and she Everywhere now she believes. Goes, evil men die she, and we cheer her for it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So she thinks that she was going to continue doing something good, but... That wasn't necessarily the case in no. Westeros. It wasn't the same as it was in Essos. Yeah. I, I found the line you just said very powerful because that's from the the, the scene in the, the jail. Mm-hmm. And that, that harkened back to one they talk about from the Second World War of, you know, first they came for the gypsies, and they, mm. but I wasn't a gypsy. Then they came for the Jews, and I wasn't a Jew. Then they came for the Catholics. I wasn't a Catholic. Right. And it was a similar kind of parallel in the timing of that that, that made you think she was a, a nihilist and yeah, you know, apocalyptic you, you didn't quite way. see it when she draped her Targaryen flag over you know the, the pyramid at Marine, but when she did it this time, <laughs> it seemed like... You know, you could you couldn't help but like draw you know parallels to other tyrants throughout our history. Hitler, Nazis. It was like this big black and red symbol over the death and carnage. And you're just like, wow, this is not. This is, I got a lot of red flags, <laughs> literally <laughs> popping yeah. up. You know. Um, so yeah, we open up the episode with Tyrion and John and Davos, who we could all kind of agree at this point are on the you know the moral right, you know, the, the moral mm-hmm. side of things. And through their eyes, we see all this just destruction. I don't know how she could. Danny could stand up there and be like, we did it. And there's like nothing left. Yeah, John even says, did you walk down there? And obviously she didn't. There were children, little children burnt. Uh, We saw that man who didn't have a back anymore. And 
he was clearly burnt, had no hair. Gray, like, Grey Worms committing war crimes, just c- killing people, you I, know? Yeah, Prisoners I, of war. Yeah, I think for Danny, she really just sees those people as pawns in Cersei's larger plan, and she dehumanized, her, dehumanized herself so far to get to that point of taking down the Red Keep that I don't even think she can come back from that at this point. So she still sees them as pawns that Cersei used. She's like, well, Cersei's the one, when she talks to Jon, yeah. Cersei's the one that used them against me. So who are they? I'm just using them against her in the end. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically right. she didn't want to take responsibility. Exactly. She was like, this is Cersei's fault. I didn't do this. I didn't put them there. You know, this was Cersei's tactic. Which it was, but when those bells rang, it was her choice right. to continue to burn everything. And we did see the bell <laughs> be broken. <laughs> like, it looked like the Liberty Bell had been cracking it, you know? But it was basically yeah. like, yeah, the uh, the bell that used to make all these announcements and be a symbol of the joy and rapture and fear and everything that, you know, the highest emotional states you could have in a city is just demolished. It's gone now. There really is no King's Landing. It's King's rubble. Um, <laughs> Ruin. But we got back to normalcy pretty fast. They had a nice, well, we, we, we'll talk about this later. Yeah, well, we had a, we had two major moments happen after Danny's declaration. We'll call it Danny's declaration of, after after the Mother's Day Massacre, one of my friends <laughs> called it called that, it. The, mother, the Mother's Day Massacre. Um, her declaration of peace, declaration of war, however you decided to hear it, um, She we had some promotions and some demotions. Well, namely, a promotion for Grey Worm. He's, yeah. I don't know what he was before that if he wasn't the, the leader of her <laughs> yeah. war party. You know? Well, I think John before. Snow was. Well, yeah, before he was just the leader of the Unsolid. And Jon Snow was the. Pretty much the commander of. Yeah, the, 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 the yeah. Danny's master of war. Master of war. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, John was. So pretty much. Isn't that kind of awkward to like name Grey Worm the master of war when Jon Snow's standing right there? I don't know what everybody. she was thinking about him. I think she just wasn't dealing with John. Obviously, he came up there to speak to her, and he's on the side the whole time. And she's kind of just like, "I'm not dealing with this right now." She's shutting him out. She iced him. <laughs> I don't. I don't. It wasn't even about that in that moment. It's just like I think she knew that he probably didn't agree, and she wanted to hold on to that moment. And I think even talking to anybody else would have weakened her. I mean, Tyrion walked up to her. He yeah. did that. So on he his walked own. up. We're yeah. all sitting there thinking, "Is he gonna?" Is- Head Is Tyrion right gonna k- kill her yeah. like right now in front of everybody? Which honestly, like, wouldn't have been that out of the realm of possibility because, like, at that point, that would have been amazing. He did actually. not care about his own well-being. He saw the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. He saw this this Mad Queen with a dragon's gonna lay waste to Westeros. Mm-hmm. We he all thought Jamie it for a second. And Cersei dead. He's the la- last. Yeah, he uncovered his day. brother and sister who were so. I mean, it was such a juxtaposition. How did you guys feel about that scene? Because for me. I like loved it. I was like, "Oh, look at them! They just like they were came into the world. They left the world." But then, then on the other hand, I'm like, "So there was just one brick covering his, face. you know, like they were covered by one small layer of bricks." I was like, it kind of distracted me a little bit. You know? It served a greater purpose though, which was yeah. really to give us the sense that Tyrion has lost everything because mm-hmm. at the hands of Danny, right. this queen that mm-hmm. he really did believe in with all his heart, and now he's lost his family. He's lo- like, you can see the destruction in King's Landing, and yeah. what does he have left? You know, so that served the purpose of driving the plot forward. But mm-hmm. it was interesting that he sort of went down there, I think, hoping that they escaped. Mm-hmm. First, he went to see, okay, they obviously couldn't have gotten out. But he was hopeful, it seemed, yeah. that yeah. he wouldn't find them. And then 
he did. But I also want to bring up how yes. about those dragon wings behind Danny? Oh, showing that she has basically become a dragon. Epic. Yeah, she is a dragon. That was, and I, you see those moments in TV history. I mean, we're witnessing history. Yeah. That was one of the most iconic scenes ever. Yeah. It's like there's going to be screenshot every all over the internet. Yep. You know, um, people are going to cosplay it. I'm Dan- I'm Danny with wings. Yeah. <laughs> that was. I mean, that was her as the angel of death. That yeah. that was what that symbolized to me in that moment. Mm-hmm. That was one of probably the top, definitely in the top ten, maybe even top five individual shots on the screen that I had noticed in that show. That yeah. took my breath away at that moment. There's such beautiful cinematography. Beautiful. I really thought it was really well put together. I mean, obviously, uh, this season has been catching a lot of flack from people. Um, and it's fun to, to, to you know participate in some of that stuff and to pass around the memes and stuff. But um, for as, you know... Tentative as our expectations were going into this episode, personally, I really liked it. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. I thought it was well-rounded, and um, there's definitely a lot to talk about when it comes to wrapping things up for this season. Um, Tyrion, though, did not kill Danny. He, but he he did something that was slightly, you know, less expected, but still kind of not surprising. He well, gave he, up his hand of the queen. His position. only weapon was that very sharp pin. And he didn't use it to well, kill his her. his weapon he, he, was to make a statement yes. in front of everyone who was watching. Yes, and they yeah. stopped their spears bouncing, so like, making wait, that... You, this you is know, supposed per- to be... I thought everyone was on the same page. Obviously, they're not. The hand of the queen just quit. He, it's definitely a statement that could, you know... I mean, if we had more episodes, we could say, oh, like, oh I wonder how that's going to ripple through. But no, it all worked out. <laughs> I was shocked she even threw him in a cell, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I yeah. thought she might kill him right there. At that moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Too. I mean, if you think about the state of mind she she was in, I'm surprised she didn't make a statement by just beheading him right there. Obviously, I'm glad that she didn't. But mm-hmm. also, I never felt like Tyrion really wanted to bury Cersei, and now we see him unburying her. It's weird. They would have <laughs> Tyrion and Cersei over the course of these, these eight seasons have kind of been like Tom and Jerry. You know, like they they fight, but like they'll never actually get rid of one or the other. You know, because yeah. it, it's two. They're, they're they're family. They hate each other, but they're family, and they can't yeah. they can't be the one to do it. Yeah. So we've seen this 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 game between the two, and it. I guess Tyrion won. I guess. Wait, going back to the Tyrion and Danny scene, do you think, why don't you guys think that she, why do you think she spared him? When he's disobeying her in front of her army, she's coming out with these dragon wings, Grey Worm's right there, why do you think that she took him as prisoner and didn't kill him? Because she probably still had Jon on her team at that point, she thought. And she knew by getting rid of Tyrion, like, especially in that way, in that moment, would absolutely make it worse. (laughs) I think uh, it has to do a lot with the last thing that Sir Jorah said to her. Mm. You want to remind us what that yeah. was? Yeah, can you say it in the book? <laughs> it was something like... It's just she's, he, he she asked was, her he to listen dying. to him. Oh, do me a favor, he said? Well, not even the do me a favor. It's just more like he, he said that he's a good man to listen to him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's the only thing that two. kept her on the rails two. was her yeah. advisors. And now she has none of them. So I think it harkened back to like she still kind of trusts some of their words that they had told her before they died. Yeah, and it, yeah, I, I like that. She was maybe like trying to exercise a little bit of like, I, and also she was, she was on high. You know, she was having a really good yeah. day. You know, she was about to. She's like, I, I don't want to deal with this right now. I'm yeah. gonna go sit on the Iron Throne. <laughs> yes, you know, exactly. we, I, I'll deal with you later. Like, yeah. you don't want to put on a show and kill her hand in front of everybody. And there's right? also the Queen's Law. If you take over, you might want to at least have the show trial or something like that. I could see it, because of that. I, I don't think he held. She held out any. 
um, thought that he would advise her next week after maybe <laughs> uh, a little time to sleep it off. But uh, she probably wanted it to be the first show trial of her reign. And he mm. kind of like laid it on really thick in such few words as he does so well. He said, yeah, I freed my brother. You slaughtered a city. Oh, that my grabbed me. Yeah, yeah. cuz it's like, yeah, you know what I did. Yeah. But like, it's not just tit for tat. Do you realize what yeah. you've done? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, maybe that kind of put her put her, you know, took her back a little bit cuz she's either completely mad or she just gave in to a maddening moment, and now she does kind of realize, like, maybe, yeah, I did kill a lot of people, but his, it's for the greater good, you know? His words out there, the symbol of it, it might have been to signal to Jon Snow. He thought, it, and then the visit later, obviously, was huge. But by doing those brave words and those, those powerful words you just mentioned, it might have been for an audience of one <laughs> that he knew would be the only one that would be able to get close enough right. and be able to take any action there. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> He did get pretty close. There was no one else around. <laughs> yeah, it's time to appoint a Queen's guard. You haven't done it I since know, Barristan signed me off. Anyone can walk up to Danny. Man. Oh. He, he, he cut through it. her like carving a cake. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, before the episode, we all wrote down some predictions <gasps> in a little game Is that we've been playing I'm called. Impcop! Impcop! Are you an unsullied? <laughs> yes, right. I approve. This is how I show my approval. I stamp the ground. Oh my gosh. Hey everybody, before we move on to our next topic, I do want to let you know about Anchor, because Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place for free, just like this show, which you can use right from your phone or computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great, just like this one, and they'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere podcasts are heard, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can easily make money from your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. Get started today by downloading the Anchor app, or you can go to anchor.fm. All right, guys, let's get back to the show. So, Imp Cup is a game we've been playing for the last few episodes. If you guys haven't seen our other episodes, please go check them out. And if you like, you know, the stuff that we do here, please give us a thumbs up. It really means a lot. Before the episode, we put some predictions that we had for this episode. <laughs> And now we're going to read them. I'm okay? really worried the about myself. <laughs> They're also, if you win, you win. I don't want to eat that. <laughs> I'm not eating that, guys. A peanut butter No, poop. if you lose, you have <laughs> yeah, to If you that. lose, either way, you're eating one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. First all right. prediction, what do we got? All right, we got John the Unburnt, who Ooh. I'm guessing. Kristen Elizabeth Snyder, Jeremy did. Is it JD? JD. Twas I. The writing's way too nice. I think I know what you mean, but can you elaborate? Yes, tell us more. John the Unburnt. So it was interesting. I thought there might be a moment when there was an order to burn someone and John was in the line of fire and we'd Mm -hmm. see him emerge. I thought Drogon, I, I, I thought... John might be the end of Danny in some way, and I thought Drogon might intervene there. We didn't get that moment. Mm. We yeah. actually got Drogon showing respect when John was downstairs and entering yeah. the castle. He's like, What's And up? we got probably some <laughs> grudging respect and or at least acceptance afterwards. And he knew Drogon knew that he would not right. be burning him. He he probably 
he, he was sad. He was angry. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we saw a lot of acting from Drogon there, didn't we? So are you saying and, that you thought John was going to be swarmed in some kind of dragon fire and come out unburnt? Kind of yes. like Daenerys, because he's as Targaryen. Blood. Yes, and also, but it was just his Targaryenness was going to cause him to be in a stronger. Mm-hmm. More powerful position vis-a-vis the dragon. So I do think it's right. It is. I mean, John left unburnt. <laughs> he left unburnt, but I think that you thought he burnt. was going to get dragon fire on him and end up not burnt. <laughs> well, that, that was Here's one yeah. interpretation. You must eat the poof. You must eat the poof. This is Mother's Mercy, actually. <laughs> that would have been cool. And the antidote is in Ryan's cup. None of us right. has anything to drink except for Ryan. <laughs> Yeah, what the heck, guys? <laughs> That's the antidote. Okay, it's next. It's a nice Dornish next red. Next prediction. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. My other one was going to be the oh, Night Watch. Yellows! Okay, Drogon. This is Kristen. I can't read it. Drogon. It's not. Please. It's not. It's, it's right. Drogon. Drogon say... Flies away into the sunset. Drogon yes. flies away into the That's sunset. That's what I wrote. I wrote Drogon flies away into the sunset. And this is why I wrote it because I saw all right, we only have eighty minutes left. We gotta get a lot of loose ends tied up. I don't see I see Drogon being a huge threat, but I also see him not being so much a threat if he left the situation. Ooh. And I mm-hmm. at first I thought it might be he left the situation because Maybe Daenerys ordered him to burn John, and he didn't want to, and he pieces out. I don't know. I just thought, how are we going to deal with this dragon? Obviously, we can't have a dragon in, in yeah. King's Landing anymore, so he's got to go somewhere. I figured it'd be a nice thing for him to just fly away. He also oh. was clutching his mother in his claw. That's kind of sad. I didn't predict that, but I'm going to say I win. I'm going to give you it a little daylight. credit. It wasn't sunset. It wasn't sunset. I'm kidding. Who knows? It was cloudy out. No one knows. He was flying east toward the sunrise. Oh! <laughs> That's right, he flew east. Oh man, alright. Yeah, he did. He went S to S. I'm still eating these cheese Spit foods. It so. out. Oh my god. Next prediction. Next. This is crazy. Look how big it is. Who needs a whole sheet of paper? That was given to me. I'm dead. John kills Danny and she put a, a picture of a knife. It's like a butcher knife. I'm dead. <laughs> John kills Danny. Congrats. Kristen, you how, once okay, again Kristen, how, win a cheer booth. <laughs> what made you think this was going to happen tonight? I, I, that's the only way I was going to be satisfied with the end of this series is if John finally stepped up and did what he didn't want to do. Right. Because most of the time... I don't want to. He doesn't want to. Most of <laughs> the time. She'll always be my queen. I yes, sh- and he I said shouldn't. that while he was killing her. I won't. So. Oh, I, God, I will. That's what I wanted to happen, and I'm satisfied. So, yeah, a lot of people speculated that Arya would kill her, mm-hmm. or that Jamie would kill her, wearing yeah. Cersei's face or something. All <laughs> kinds of different crazy stuff. And it ended up being finally, yes, John has a reason. The Lord of Light brought him back. Yeah. He has, he's just, he's been kind of bumbling around the last few episodes. <laughs> Protector and, of the realm. Yeah, mm-hmm. the shield that guards the realms of men, and he guarded well. Yeah, you win. Yay! You win. Good Woo! job. Yay! Where's the throne? There's only one left. I wonder who's that. There's two left. There's two left. Yeah, all right. I'll read one. I'll read one. Here we go. Oh, that's not like, you're so loud. You open them. Well, I want the listeners at home to know what's going on. Here we go. Oh, it's a long one. All right. Tyrion executed for helping Jamie and Cersei escape. Bodies found later. Jon Snow betrays Danny. 
Arya dies attempting to kill Danny. There's a lot of predictions. Yeah, cool. What's going on what here? Five predictions. You're Jeremy the only one left. No, there's an. I, I didn't know who did that. Oh, Stephen! I lose. Oh, Stephen! Oh, oh, yes. No, well, John does betray Danny, so you kind of win. Come get a poof. <laughs> Stop editing the show live and come eat your poofs. If you throw it at the wide shot, I'll get it. Okay, at the wide. Here we go. Throw it at the wide. Whoa! Oh. <laughs> I hope that was in 3D. All right. Um, oh man. Yeah. So not all those. You know, Tyrion Executed was kind of. Kind she, brought, of. she brought it up. Um, bodies found later. He, he yes. found the bodies first. Uh, Arya dies attempting to kill Johnson. Danny. You know, surprisingly, Arya didn't do much. No. But she did just like appear out of nowhere that one second. Well, and encouraged John to do his duty. He's just like standing there. He's like he turns the. Huh. Arya. Arya and Grey Worm have shortcuts around King's Landing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Arya makes sense. Arya learned like, that in the House of Black and White. That yeah. makes sense for her. She's crafty. She's nimble. She's been doing mm-hmm. that, sneaking through since yeah. the days of King's Landing and Winterfell. So, we'll but Grey Worm. That, I don't allow Grey Worm. Oh, yeah. Arya. We have a new character for Arya, in a way, because it was essentially the Sandor Clegane discussion that you would have mm-hmm. thought she was going to play a bigger role in this final episode with some form of wrath or attempted assassination. But maybe Sandor took her off that path. Yeah. She's going to live her, li- her days out. Oh, what's the last adventure. one? I'm, I'm excited. Isn't last there one, one more? There's one more. You want? Yes. Right. <laughs> Make sure to open it very loudly. I'm not eating this. <laughs> you have to eat the rest of them. I apologize, iTunes listeners. He's so loud. Yeah. Oh, no. oh, All right, guys, no. here we go. Last imp cup prediction. <laughs> Danny will try to kill John, but Arya will kill Danny before she can end John. You lose. Who did that? Yeah! <laughs> you lose! <laughs> Although that would have been awesome to watch. Come on! That, this would have made me satisfied. I would have been no. very excited for Sorry. that. We're going to have to wait until they you know, revamp this whole series in like 10 years and we can watch that alternate ending. I don't like it. But yes. until then, you're loose. You're loose. Thank you guys so much for joining our game Imp Cup. Let us know if you had any predictions that did or did not come true in this season in the comments below. We love reading them. Did you win? Or did you get poofed? <laughs> or did you lose? <laughs> or did you lose? Thank you all guys for playing Imp Cup. Unfortunately, we can't play it anymore. It's so Imp sad. Cup. We but- can make the predictions of whether George will end things the same way. It is two books that are left. I got kindly corrected on YouTube. Thank you. I didn't know there are two books left that no. I have to read. And they said I can't start there or I'll be lost. No, you got to start with... <laughs> From the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Start with <sighs> Start with Sam's new book. <laughs> that he's, he's going to be writing the one that includes Tyrion in it. Okay, that was cute, guys. Uh, that was fun. I love playing games oh, with I love you. But let's get back to our topics of discussion. Yay. On this next topic of discussion, we're going to talk the Iron Puddle. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, my um, Who saw that coming? I mean, we kind of did say there wouldn't be a throne to... in the end. When when you and I went to Boston to do the Game of Thrones premiere. Mm-hmm. You said I don't think there's gonna be a throne left, you guys. Not a th- no one to, to no throne for anyone to sit on. Mm-hmm. Once again, you were right. I win. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Be- before we get to Kristen alone, it says she wins. <laughs> She's alone at home. I win. I'm so I'm much I'm power I'm now. <laughs> um, <laughs> before we get to the actual melting of the throne, let's talk about um, the the events that lead up to Daenerys' assassination. Tyrion and John and. Jeremy, you mentioned it a little earlier. They had this really um, inspiring conversation in his holding cell. Mm-hmm. 
what was John's mentality going out and how did it change in that conversation? Because it seemed like to me that he kind of knew all along what he had to do. Uh, well, I don't know about that because mm. I was not impressed with John's reaction as that conversation was going on. He was loaded full of denial and, and weakness. Well, I don't know. And so at the top of the scene, he's like, look, I can't, I can't justify what she did, so I'm not even going to try. And then he goes on to justify, well, you know, she just saw her best friend get back. <laughs> and, you know, her yeah. dragons died. Like, like I just on. said, weak as hell, man. Yeah. Totally weak. And uh, the resolve, I think, goes back to Tyrion. This is where it was a masterwork. This was really good writing, really good performance. Mm-hmm. And it was hearkening back to the Master Aemon line about uh, lo- love is the death of duty. duty. Mm-hmm. And real- Tyrion countered with sometimes duty is the death of yes. love. Yes. So they had a lot playing off that line. They kind of reverse logiced it. And I, I think in the end, it, it gave him. He he probably went there still hoping he could hear things from her that would put it back on the path. We we saw him asking questions he wasn't quite getting the right answer to. And in the end, it, it actually happened faster. I didn't think it would happen then. I thought it would happen in a later later scene. But then they embraced, and we all, I think, went, now yeah. is the time. It now, was it's, nice, now it's happening. It, it was nice momentum from the scene, um, the, the one before and then one of them leading up to her death. I mean, you could really feel the emotion in... Um, and the and the conflict, the inner turmoil and controversy that Jon Snow was going through. Yeah, but I, I'm I mean, talking about what Tyrion was saying to him, yeah. more, he really had to repeat it in, yeah. and frame it for Jon. Right. Reframing. I think a lot of us could use this in our own life. Like sure. you have to reframe things. He was like, it, "She did. She sound like she was done. Someone who's done fighting. She wants to rule them all." And he had to reframe that and and put it in a way that he could see that she's never gonna stop mm-hmm. right. and and he's like you know Varys was right and he Fire thought and blood yeah vanity he thought that he could guide her Tyrion thought that he could keep her under control but he obviously couldn't and I, I also like that they they said love is more powerful than reason yes mm-hmm. yes and, and Tyrion's talking about that look at my brother look at what he's done to mm-hmm. get back to Cersei you know and um he also talks about Tyrion says to John. John says to Tyrion, rather, you know, it doesn't matter what I think or what I do. And Tyrion's like, it matters more than anything. If out of yeah. any of us, you're the one. You're, you're like, the guy. You're the guy. You're the guy. Exactly. Well, go kill her. On the note of uh, love is more powerful than reason, mm-hmm. the last thing they say uh, is he says, "What about Sansa and what about Arya? What about your sisters?" Yeah. We'll never so kneel. his love for for Danny has gone over his reason, but now his love for his sisters has exactly. gone even above that. Yeah. They don't get to choose. Yeah. <laughs> you <don't> know. <laughs> but you do right now. Yeah. And I think that's what finally got to him. Right. And we saw a lot of I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I saw Ned Stark in this guy. Yeah. You know, like he oh, was yeah. the fact that honor killed Ned Stark. It's really what what it what it was. It was he was too honorable to you just wanted to do the honorable thing, not the thing that made the most sense, not the most reasonable mm-hmm. thing. It was his love for his, you know, uh for for his moral code, right? That got him killed, and John is like right there with him, and in that in that line, love is more powerful than reason. There's definitely a lot of parallels mm-hmm. with with Jamie and Cersei. I think Tyrion was also trying to take some responsibility and say like, look, I loved her too. We all did. We this is this this whole King's Landing, sh- you know, malarkey. That's. 
that's on all of us. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't just Danny who did it. We all enabled her. We all believed in her, right. but we, did, we couldn't look past the the crazy stuff that she pulled all these years, you know, with killing the masters and yeah. killing the, the slavers and 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 burning the... No, she didn't really the say tarleys. it, but the Tarleys and burn, you know, she just... Mm-hmm. We watched her do it. We stood by and we encouraged her and now it's time to do something. And she, well, she, and she owned that when she talked to him and talked mm-hmm. about, like, I know what is good. Like, her right. future of the world. <laughs> it was so in her head. These were all actions that she did that you just right. referenced that she viewed as good. And then she said, I know what is good and so do you. Thinking they were simpatico. And that's when I think he realized that uh, yeah. they had very different moral... I want to talk about why everybody really followed her, though, because at that moment, Cersei and the Lannisters were the greatest threat to the realm. And Mm -hmm. that's why everybody got behind her, because they saw that she was someone who could take Cersei out of power. Mm -hmm. And they were right about that. But when there was no more Cersei, who was the biggest threat to everyone, and then Danny surfaced as the biggest threat. But she did take out. Everyone followed her because they wanted her to take out Cersei. They wanted her to take out the big threat. But unfortunately, she was the second biggest threat. I think there's other reasons as well why they followed her. If you look at everyone who joined Danny's, you know, campaign along the way, they were all pretty, like at the, at the. Rock bottom, you know, they were it's all, true. like, you look at, like, Jorah, Jorah was banished mm-hmm. and exiled, you know, you look mm-hmm. at Sir Barristan, Selmy, you know, he was kicked out of the Kingsguard, he had nowhere mm-hmm. else to go, Tyrion was, was a drunk, broken, he just killed, killed his, his father, father. Yeah, he would have, he was close to death, he's, pretty much. he's drinking himself to death, I mean, everyone who joined Danny along the way. They had a, a taste of power, and then they lost it, or they had a taste of, like, the good life. Or they had nothing else. Or they had nothing else, nowhere to go. And then they find Masande, this woman who slave. has dragons, mm-hmm. and, like, she's inspiring, and she has a good story. And, you know, I kind of I kind of like how... Pa- and power is an intoxicating thing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think for all of them it was about power, but, like, they were all pretty much in a bad place when they found yeah. her, right? I was in a bad place when I found her. Yeah. <laughs> But I really right? did. Yeah. I really did get behind Danny. I mean, she's a strong woman, and she was definitely somebody who I wanted to end up on the throne. But at our HBO, you know, Game of Thrones premiere in the Boston Castle, which mm-hmm. you can still watch on Xfinity's Twitter. There you go. Um, we did say that she's been wanting this for every single season. Mm-hmm. So how could we possibly expect her to get what she wants? Exactly. I think it's interesting, too. Like, we always see these characters, and we talk about, like, okay, who is Cersei without her children? What are What is Jon without the the Night King and that battle? And it's like, okay, what is Danny without Cersei? What is Danny with the Iron Throne? What right. does that yeah. actually mean? And we've, we got to get And without all her counsel. Exactly. And without her counsel. Right. We see the demise of that. Yeah, and so let's, let's bring it in. She finally walks into the... Um, to the Red Keep, to the throne room, and we see this image that we've seen before. Almost this little girl walking into, like, all her gifts under a Christmas tree. Yeah, she's really taking she it in. really wide-eyed. I mean, no kings got around, nobody guarding her, probably because she wanted to have this moment, right? Mm-hmm. And we had kind of that moment where, in, in Dragonstone, she, like, checks it out, but she wasn't satisfied. She's like, no, no, this isn't the throne. The Iron Throne's the throne. She had never seen it before. It was just kind of, you know, you don't really think about that. Like, then she explained, no, it was like a mountain of swords, I thought, you know? Mm -hmm. My brother told me when I was younger, it was a thousand swords made up of the fallen soldiers and Aemon's, what was it? I don't remember. The fallen enemies or something. It felt like thousands, yeah. Yeah. It felt reminiscent 
I think I said it at the time of when Littlefinger was kind of walking up and looking at the throne. You just want to bring Littlefinger yeah, back up. Don't bring oh my God, shameless! Not his story. Well, he's like, yeah, it's not even close to a thousand. I've counted oh, him twice. Oh Jesus! Um, and then of course Varys interrupts, and just like how John comes in, you know, right before we were like placing bets, like, is she gonna sit in the throne? Is she, she gonna was, sit? Like, touching it? She touched it. That's as close as she got. None of us thought she was going to say. No. Yeah, no. I even offered you a dollar to bet. You didn't take it. <laughs> it was, we were live. <laughs> That's illegal, Jeremy Dan. We Shout don't out. commit treason here. Shout out to Amelia Clark in that scene because mm-hmm. I think I've seen kind of a new dimension in her acting this season. I've mentioned a couple times on the mm-hmm. show, like great facial mm-hmm. acting. We saw it, her, her neediness at Winterfell. We saw her madness in the last episode. And just this satisfaction and it was bordering on giddiness when she got the chance to approach the the throne and and have that one touch yeah this like youthful appreciation this like almost innocent really Mm -hmm. appreciation and and she is not innocent anymore and uh, but but that's what she was acting like she was like in that moment she didn't feel threatened at all. She was in this bubble of being enthralled of where she was. It's like when you go to like Disneyland or something and you're like completely enchanted in this separate world. Like she wasn't with us in that moment. No, yeah. she I, was yeah, she was a tyrannical mad queen who was just having a really good day. <laughs> <laughs> but I think in the bigger picture you extrapolate, right? Like she did have an almost innocent quality to her. And I think that the show really points to She's been fighting for something she's never even seen. She's never even touched. And it really goes to show what has this all been for. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, funny because her, she, yeah. No, she I, had this dream premonition about it a few seasons back. In the, uh, the, the, the House of the Undying exactly. back in Carth. But yeah, she would always, her, her like volley for reasoning as to why she wanted to rule would always bounce between because I'm the rightful oh, heir exactly. and it's, I'm entitled to it. But then it was also, well, because I want to break the wheel. And it is mine, but I want to, you know, I want to be the the good leader that the people need because I because it's mine and because it's, it's my blood it's my bloodline and so she would always I don't think she really knew she just really thirsted for power just like all Targaryens do they're good conquerors and have a few dragons to Except back them up. But the way but she John, was yeah, yeah. She, the way she was acting though in that moment reminded me of like early Daenerys. Yeah, when she was younger and she was like. You know, kind of full of joy for a moment before, like her brother took sold over. Her off but, yeah, before he <laughs> sold her off. There was Rocky, not, but. there was not wrath and imperiousness in her acting in that scene in the throne room. That's why when John goes in, there's a, a tenderness between them again, and you, you mm-hmm. didn't think you'd see it. She had just been imperious and wrathful on top of the steps, and you think you're going to see this new haughty, uh, ultra confident person, uh, imperious, megalomaniacal, but she was not. She was back to being sensitive, but the words were still the same, just delivered in that sort of youthful I, I loved how um, John was just, you could just tell, he was begging her to give give him a reason not to. Like, please, just say anything so I know that I don't have to do this. And I think the line that stood out for me, where I was like, alright, bro, you gotta do it. And she says... <laughs> We can't hide behind small mercies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. Because in her mind, that's, that, 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 you know, he's like saying, just, just let Tyrion live. Just, you know, we can figure this out. We can work this out. And he knows now, because she says that, 
a human life is not a small mercy. Exactly. Right? I, I think it's like a ping pong back to last episode, The Bells, where she's pleading with him and she's begging him and she's like, okay, like, this is me. Like, don't tell people who you are and choose love. And I think she says, when she says, you know, let it be fear rather than love. I don't think she's ever lost deep down in her that she wanted to roll with someone mm-hmm. and that she wanted to choose love, but she felt like the world was stacked against her. She lost her advisors. She's in the North. They beat the Army of the Dead, but now what? She needs to fulfill her, you know, prophesial destiny, right? And so now she's basically also begging John to be with her. I mean, so they're both begging yeah. each other for completely... It's right. like they're, they're not serving the right purpose. She was, like, she was like on board... But he was like, no, 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 not that. I'm not. We're on the same page. <laughs> she wasn't listening. Like, no, yeah. You. She's like, yeah, we're totally gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna she burn them all. She's like, no, 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 not, not burn them all. Not. She's like, yeah, not, not burn them. I'm not gonna, not gonna do it. She's like, no, 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 please, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, they were not on board in that conversation, and he was the only one really there. I mean, she just didn't hear him. She was just in this high, yeah. just focused on like, oh, we can be together. Yeah. And thankfully she was because yeah, she didn't see it coming. Yeah, same page, different books. <laughs> <laughs> different books. Um, oh, yes. And we all, the tension was so beautiful. We knew it was going to happen. But not exactly how. I mean, just a dagger through the heart. Mm. There was nothing special about that dagger. And it opens yeah. no... the ash falling down. Mm. Beautiful. When they were, so they started sad. making out, though, and, and he was in it. I saw like his arm yeah, not being cu- wrapped around her. Really? No one thought for a moment. No one thought for a moment. What you reaching for there, John? He was reaching during the whole kiss. He was reaching. <laughs> she was like, "Yeah." <laughs> no. Keep reaching. Keep reaching. No, no, not that. Not that. Wrong thing. Wrong thing. Not that. So he unsheathed his dagger. And he's talking. No, uh, it was, and you know, there was no last words. No, there was no. She just kind of what died almost, almost I, kind of in a way that Joffrey did. You know, just like that kind of disbelief blood. and like blood running out of her. I mean, it was really. He got her right in the heart. He oh, knew where it was. Yeah, he's a killer. He knows what's up. Mm-hmm. And of course, he had gotten stabbed through the heart. He definitely knows. Where yeah, he, he knows. knows. Um, he probably knows how much it sucks too, right? So it's probably that much harder for him. But then Drogon. Mm. Obviously, we gotta, you know, they have some kind of, we've been teased, you know, Drogon, yeah. Basically, <laughs> Sorry, re- reading, sorry. Steven's no, notes is Dro- Drogon knew Danny loved John, so wouldn't kill him. I mean, but I was pretty, I mean, I was hopeful that Drogon wouldn't, but he had all the reasons to. He was, so we don't really know how smart dragons are, really, but we can we can certainly infer that they're intelligent enough to... You know, well, they're kind of know what's going on, but I think in this scene it really established like, wow, dragons really know what's going on <laughs> because, I mean, first of all, he kind of has a little bit of a psychic connection with Daenerys. You know, mm-hmm. we've kind of always kind of seen that whenever she's in trouble, he'll swoop in. You know, because he kind of gets a feeling, oh, Spidey sense. He cried out when she died. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he also saved her though. Whenever in the fighting pits, in the fighting pits, yeah, yeah. and all that. So we we kind of knew that if Danny was going to die, Drogon would be an issue, right? A problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Bran would warg into him, but we didn't need that. No, he might still. Bran's warging days have been long since over. No, he did no, say at the end. In, at the end, he's like, maybe I'll I can s- find maybe him. I can find Drogon. <laughs> yeah, I think he's definitely gonna. He's gonna hop in some ravens and fly around the world and try to find. Um, <laughs> 
so Drogon knows what happens. Does he though? Does he kind of know? Does he know like you straight up killed my mom? I think he did know. Th- it seemed like he didn't let it? he let out his anger and he checks you know her body, he pushes her, he tries to her. make sure he's very she's emotive, but definitely yeah. dead. So and why he looks do you think? At John. Yeah, he so he kind of like he knows and he knows John's a Targaryen. Exactly. Too. He's like you know he's kind of like an uncle, Uncle John. What how, what'd you do? Is this all over this chair? Is this what this is about? Yep. Because obviously these dragons are, you know, intuitive. They can kind of see and sense what people's energies are about, I guess, right? So, uh, but why do you think he melted the Iron Throne? Is it, was it mourning? Was it rage? Was it like a specific, like, I'm going to take down this symbol so that you crazy humans don't freak out about this throne anymore? Or like, what was it? Why did he do that? This quest for power cost me my mom. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the symbol of the power. So in the end, the one that talked about breaking the wheel, Daenerys, from what we see from her words and and the way she was analyzing her next steps of freeing everyone, we knew it was a bigger, more crushing wheel. Mm -hmm. And in the end, Drogon was the very symbol itself. Her child, by burning, by melting that throne, that was the real symbol of wheel breaking. That was Mm -hmm. their, if the Iron Throne is gone... At that moment, I started to believe, you know, I, I'm giving you props. You did prophecy the kind of more democratic council format. That's what I was hoping, but and I, I, I honestly didn't see yeah. that going into this episode. I was like, and, how are they going to establish that? And, and when I saw the melting of the throne at that point, I thought, wow, we're going to see that in a few scenes. And we did. That's yeah, That was my major prediction for this series um, back when we were at the castle, was like I think that Tyrion might introduce some kind of democratic process because he did suggest it to Danny earlier in the in the series. Was it this? No, it was last season, season seven. He was just kind of like, "Hey, Daenerys, uh, so you know, just I know we're trying to break the wheel and everything, but you know, let's just say, um, you know, because eventually you're gonna get old and die. You know, like who's yeah. gonna take over when she's like, don't worry about it. He's like, but we can elect some people. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so he always had the idea. Uh, it was brilliantly, brilliantly executed, but before we leave, um, Danny, let's give a nice shout-out to Danny. Rest in peace. She, I think, was our only major death, right, yeah. this episode? Last episode, we lost a lot. Normally, at this point in the uh, in the show, we play a game called Death Pool, <laughs> where we try to predict who's going to die the next yeah. episode, since we don't have that. Wait, did we, were anyone, was anyone playing a death pool? I was. I got second place out of, I think, 51 or 61 wow, people. That's wow, that's pretty damn good. I only lost because Danny was like a plus three. And at the beginning of season eight, yeah. didn't look like she was going to die. So I did not put her to die. But everybody I did select did die. The only problem was, like, John was plus two, Danny was plus three. So somebody selected her to die. I don't know how wow. they thought she would die because I didn't. I know, right? Until this she episode. Was the, she was the hero. Oh, kinda. and, you know, if you guys are out there watching, it's so easy if you could just hit that subscribe or thumbs up to like our show. We've been doing it for you for years, and it's been so much fun, but it's so easy to do, and it's easy for you, but it means so much <laughs> to us. So just push the little yeah, thumbs up guys, button. It, this is our last one. It'd be, it'd be a oh, huge yeah. gesture just to see those up those thumbs up it really does help and throw us a comment see what you thought did you guys like that scene where Drogon burned the throne I think it was awesome what'd you think did you think Bran should be sitting on the iron throne or I guess the wooden wheelchair (laughs) (laughs) what do you think tell us was that an inappropriate thing I just said dragon breath can't melt steel beams (laughs) (laughs) hashtag inside job hashtag 
<laughs> well, we do read all your comments. I love talking about the show with you guys. I always interact, so definitely please leave us a comment. Also definitely. on iTunes, if you can give us four or five stars, that's yeah, awesome. Five. No, four. I, I forget. Five. I forget. Is it four or five? I don't know. <laughs> but give us all the stars. Like we're dro- driving you like we're an Uber driver or something. I always give all the stars. Yeah, throw some yeah. stars. Throw some thumbs up. We really appreciate it. We love Thanks, doing the show. With you guys. We're so sad that this is our last one. We're not done talking yet. No, but we have more. We have more. So let's keep it going right after you would give you a sec to click the uh, thumbs, thumbs up. up. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we know you didn't have to. But we really you love win. You win. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the that was the smashing of the button. It, was. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like it, but that's what that was. Sure. Awesome. Um, all right, guys. Our next topic. Uh, so, oh, but real quick, Death Pool. Yeah. I was I was, oh, yeah. it was I was in first place last episode. <laughs> And I don't know if I want or not. I, had a, I, I think I had like 15 friends join one. Mm. And, and I led the group because it's like, you know, like I should, right? Certainly. But yeah. I'm really hoping I'm going to add up the points and let you guys know yeah, on Twitter if yeah. I won my death pool. You lose! Yeah. Damn it, I knew it. Hey everybody, before we move on to our next topic, I do want to let you know about Anchor because Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place for free, just like this show, which you can use right from your phone or computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great, just like this one. And they'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere podcasts are heard, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can easily make money from your podcast too with no minimum listenership. Get started today by downloading the Anchor app, or you can go to anchor.fm. All right, guys, let's get back to the show. Well, I tell you what, we can move into our final topic of discussion, which is a big one, and I think the most important one, we're calling it Brand the Broken. It's going to encompass kind of everything, all the the election that that happened, our new small council, and Mm -hmm. then finally the new Stark legacy that we leave our heroes with at the very end of the show. So to start off... um, yeah, John killed Danny, and he's being held captive by the Unsullied, which brings all these people down. At first, we were like, oh my god, what they, how'd they get there? They just all teleported. But it had been a quite a bit of time. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone has, like, grown-out beards and stuff, we can tell. <laughs> you know, Podrick's got long hair. Everyone's kind of... So time has passed. And now, we're in the, in the wake of a new beginning for, for Westeros, right? We have all these lords... Um, from what from what I saw, we had Sansa, Grey Worm, Tyrion, this new Prince of Dorne who finally decided yeah. to, to make an appearance. So handsome. Yeah. Yara, Arya, Davos, Brienne, Gendry, Podrick, Bran, Edmure, Robin Aaron, mm-hmm. Sam, and Lord Royce. There was a couple others who I didn't... Yeah, but I wasn't sure the comments, who they were. guys, because we only what, saw yeah. the show once live on our live stream. So if you guys watched and were able to go back, let us know in the comments. So yeah, there was someone sitting next to Lord Royce, and Robin Aaron, by the way, looks so big. He was so up. And I love his demeanor. He just all didn't that, care. All that He's like a teenager who's just like, <laughs> yeah. uh, this is, I don't care about any of this. And that, that, you pretty much just acted it. When they went yeah. around, he goes, mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever. I don't care. <laughs> but we had him, Lord Royce, and then a third person I didn't know who he was and then you had Edmure and oh, Edmure who was huh? next to him is also a mystery so yeah if you guys know who they were please Let leave a list of who attended election day in the comments other than the main players because we know who all they were yeah but the main players are there they're negotiating and they Tyrion was like trying to say some stuff and he's like shut up 
Terry, you're not supposed to be talking. He's like, let's have an election. <laughs> and then, and then for some reason, Grey Worm's like, I think he realizes that he's not really in a. The only leverage that he has is Jon Snow's life, mm-hmm. because it's true. The Unsullied have kind of been dwindled in numbers. The Dothraki, you know, they they can't stand up to the armies of the all six kingdoms or you know that are left, six or seven, right, including the North. Um, so he his only leverage is is Jon Snow, and so he immediately says, "All right, fine, go ahead and make your choice then, because what else can you really do?" Yeah. What else can you really say? Nothing. All these people are the most powerful people in, in the in the country, right? So then the election begins. Well, what, I also me, liked how me. Samwell was like, "Why don't we give everyone a, a democracy? Vote? Democracy? Yeah. That was election. Everyone's like, oh, I'll have my dog and my horse vote.' Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. So it, is that like a crack at our system that maybe it's not the best system? <laughs> well, I saw it as like an opportunity for the writers to say, like, hey, at least someone someone float the idea so that we can't get away with like completely ignoring the fact that democracy is a reality for our world. So why couldn't it be for theirs? Mm-hmm. I think the the culture is so different that the one that they live in versus the one we live in. There, it's like these people don't know what's best for them. Do we? Do we? I don't know. <laughs> Leave a comment. <laughs> is democracy, does democracy work? Next time on Game of Thrones. <laughs> Not this past few years, no, it hasn't worked. But it's kind of like a uh, it's kind of like a hybrid. What would you call it? An oligarchy. Is that mm-hmm. what you'd say? The most oh, powerful, yeah. richest families all elect their own leader to rule them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. it looked like it was almost a, a smaller House of Lords kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because there were beyond, I mean, what were there, 12 people at that? It was beyond just the Seven Kingdoms, and they mm-hmm. were the ones that were asked to do it. So it looked like they'd kind of settled on that system. But it still will almost certainly come from that group of houses and still be high-born people. It wasn't a democracy. Definitely no. that oligarchy. It's a new. They reinvented the wheel, so to speak. I mean, now we we finally know who the lords are of all the other kingdoms. Because at first we're like, wait, is is Robin Aaron still the only one who's like alive or like still? <laughs> Robin you know? Aaron is the longest tenured <laughs> <laughs> lord of it, lord of one of the lands. And Tyrion is the tallest Lannister. <laughs> yeah. oh, and, here, man. and here we are. But so, Edmure has a speech, so he's, he's the most <laughs> oh, viable. Oh my god, it was so what brilliant. Is wrong with him. It's so Please brilliant. <laughs> and the fact that he hits his sword, it's yeah. like so perfect. It's like his awkward, like, bumbling actions, you know. <laughs> but, um... How he is still alive, I'll never know. I know. Yeah, wasn't he, like, being held captive by the phrase? Yes! Yeah, we're after, yeah. We're after For so long. He got... He should not though, right? still be alive. Yeah, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> when Arya came, she's like, oh, by the way, I mean, you're, you know, I killed them all. You're, you can leave. Yeah, they're, all, so. they're all dead. But I do like that they won't be born into ruling anymore. Right. I mean, that's not really fair that you're just born into riches. I never liked that idea and born into ruling. I mean, right. well, what, what do you qualifications think? being born? Like, fr- So your dad was a king. That doesn't mean that you're going to make a great king. Right. So it's based more based on merit. Mm-hmm. But also I feel like it makes a more tantalizing game of thrones because mm-hmm. if you know you've got to please the right people to be elected, you know, there might be more... You know, little fingering. diabolical. <laughs> you know, working like, oh, did Brand the Builder die? Right, did he right. fall out of building again? Uh-oh. <laughs> Looks like we gotta elect another one. <laughs> By the way, I promised all the gold and stuff in the world just elect me. You right, know, right, like, right, it, right. It, Believe it me, could happen. That's you know? the way it happens. Yeah. And you're gonna have the same kind of horse trading and marriages and things like that. It will just not be as permanent. Yeah, it'll probably be even, you know, they talked in our country about we should, Thomas Jefferson 
you know, Tyrion is the Thomas Jefferson of this show. Mm -hmm. Thomas Jefferson talked about having a constitutional convention, I believe, every 20 years. And things would have been nuts. Can you imagine how nutty this conference is going to get when these guys have to get together? Right. Yeah. Well, like, it, well, would the, the North wouldn't show up for that stuff, right? By the way, they're gone. Like, well, Sansa, Sansa yeah. basically said, "Look, I abstain because she's like, I need to be queen somewhere. So, like, <laughs> this is not happening. Yeah, it's not happening. No, yeah. So the North probably won't come down for that. So it'd be the Six Kingdoms. This title has changed. The uh, leader of the Six Kingdoms and protector of the realm. Um, I really like Tyrion's speech, though, where he's like, yeah. it's not the flags, it's not the gold that people remember, that they follow. I'm not sure exactly mm-hmm. what he said, he said, but it's the, the story. Do you have the line? Well, he said, there's nothing in the world more powerful than a mm. good story. What unites people, and who has a better story than Bran the Broken? Right. By the way, wouldn't you want a better nickname than I that? I don't like it. I'm not <laughs> Should behind Bran that. the Badass yeah, or, or something? something. <laughs> I mean, but it, it's, Bran yeah, the Baller? if you look at it as broken, I mean... He's come from this place that's respectable, I guess. The fact that he fell out of the tower and that didn't stop him, and he still became the. I mean, he had to go past the wall into the north on a sled, be carried. He got there somehow. Most people don't even go north of the wall that could walk and defend themselves. He was totally defenseless and and went out there to become the three eyed raven. Right. So, and the fact that he's got all this wisdom of the past and the present, and he can see the future. I mean, it makes sense. I just wish that we got a few more likable scenes from Bran before it came to this. Because I don't mind him ruling. I think it makes sense, the fact that he's the three-eyed raven. But I'm just bothered by the fact that I don't think most people out there... I forget what number he was on the Vegas of people betting. Maybe you can look it up, Steven. By far number one. By far number one. No, there were leaks. Yes. Oh, really? There were leaks that people... Yeah, there, no there, there were leaks. Way. But I didn't know about this. Can we all just imagine that that kingdom, though? It's like, we're, we're running out of food. Everyone's starving. I know. They have exactly as much food as they need. <laughs> 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 everything's, so true. everything's as it should be. <laughs> they're, they're storming the gates. They're storming exactly what they should be storming. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And I'm with you, Kristen. I miss, I said this in the last few episodes, I really miss some of the backstory of people, that the characters that we've grown to know and love, mm-hmm. learning about Bran, and I wish we got to see more first-person reactions to Bran being the Three-Eyed Raven and what that really means. Because that was yeah. like folklore, the same right. way that the night, the Army of the Dead was. Yeah, and what so, does it mean? And I get it, there, is, there, wasn't time, there were time constraints on how much story could be told, but I did miss that I think that would have helped us sort of absorb Bran being on the you know the throne or not yeah. there, you know being I mean ruler. there's plenty of reasons why we like Arya which I didn't obviously wouldn't want her on there and there's plenty of reasons why people didn't like Sansa for the majority of the show so that wouldn't have pleased anyone and John never wanted it Tyrion He's kind of been there all along, so it wouldn't wouldn't make sense for him. But like for Bran, like I can't recall. There's so many likable moments for John, like being you know everything he's done over the course of these eight seasons. But like, what are the likable moments for Bran other than he's three eyed Raven? And he, it makes sense because he can see everything. But it's like I just needed more likable moments. He didn't have any. He didn't have any interactions with characters at that council. He was not a diplomat. He was mm-hmm. not a warrior. Well, I think it goes back to the old politics. He was the senior male heir and probably official lord of Winterfell of a house that uh, was, respected. was respected and and that maybe it was a big part of holding off the battle at the the, the 
invading dead armies. Why so do you think he I think came none of those people knew he was the Three Eyed <laughs> Raven. It wasn't because of those powers that he was elected. No, we, well, <coughs> so we're, we're, we're diagnosing this in kind of a couple different ways. First, it's like. When we talk about we, we're talking about we as the viewers. We as the people who are fans of the show, who know information that a lot of people don't, um, and who kind of deserve to be satiated in a way, right? But we also, I think a lot of times when people discuss the Game of Thrones, we don't, we don't often take into consideration the people of Westeros, the peasants, the farmers, mm-hmm. the, you know, the foot soldiers, the people who are actually... The realm, right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking about the realm, and you're right. Bran is he has a he has a house name. He's Bran Stark, you know, one of the f- the ancestors of the very first men. I mean, Bran the Builder was the first king mm-hmm. of 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 the North. Mm-hmm. Well, first king in in Westeros, I believe. Um, and so to have and what Tyrion's saying, first of all, it's kind of like a it's like a parallel. I mean, this whole Game of Thrones sh- series has been a good story. There's nothing more powerful than that, but. It's for the story's for the people. The story's not for Bran. You know, it's not to like legitimize him in any way. It's for it's so that the people will allow the, themselves to be ruled by someone because like they got to be ruled by somebody, right? And it was like Tyrion had figured it out. You know, this makes for a good story. This is something people can rally behind. They can't rally behind John he anymore. He probably could, they probably could have. Well, yeah. he just he just. You know, not anymore. Yeah, but he just killed a queen. Yeah, she invaded and stuff. But wasn't he like, like, like on her side a minute ago? Like they couldn't trust John. There were no other clear choices. It seemed that the quietest guy in the room, kind of, won because it was it was it made the most sense. It he really didn't did. have anything against him. He hadn't tarnished his <laughs> reputation yeah. in the past that's, eight seasons. Yeah. That's why he's always been keeping his mouth shut. Like I just <laughs> got to sit here. Sense. <laughs> and yeah. wait for election day, okay? That was always yeah. where I was supposed to be. Yes. But, yeah. <laughs> to argue, though, if, if the metaphor is to create a book that's basically the series to show that everyone can get together over a story, just like everyone's gotten together over Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. wouldn't it make sense that that story be geared towards the person that everyone's behind at the end of it? And this show did not really do that. Yeah. Well, right. I would say that we were behind a few different characters. You know, like we, everyone was kind of behind Arya in a way. Everyone was a fan of Sansa, and everyone was right. a fan of Jon. And you know what? At the same time, you know, people were still fans of Tyrion. People were still fans of Brienne and Davos. And you know what? We got them all. Are we talking about us being behind them, or who yeah, we viewed we at the time by the citizenry or, or the even the, the noblemen? Well, I feel like the play is is on the fact that what we just watched is the book they're giving to the people to kind of sway them towards one way or the other. And I feel like if, if that's the if that's the metaphor they're going to, which it might not be, I might be drawing at straws, it just felt like there wasn't a clear, concise thing of like, this is what everyone who's reading this or watching this will get out of it. Right. I think that because everybody's behind the Starks and everybody liked a Stark that it's easy to accept Bran because he is a Stark and he symbolizes all of their wants. But, yeah, I would have liked more. And I also like how he's making Tyrion the hand of the king to fix all of his terrible mistakes mm-hmm. <laughs> and how Grey Worm mm-hmm. accepts that. And <laughs> Tyrion, he knows he has to be... You could tell he's like his gears are turning. He's going to be really careful with his words <laughs> because, like, of course he would rather be hand of the king than, like, Shackled right now. Right. He's like he's like shackled, dirty and stuff. He's like, yeah, hey, you want to be, have the most important job in the world? Turns like, yeah. I mean, 
No. <laughs> not me. I don't deserve it. Should, the book should be called Raising Bran. <laughs> Raising Bran. Oh, Raising Bran. Raisin Bran. Oh, that's funny. Raisin Bran. Come to coming to a shelf near you. That's pretty good. Raisin. Yeah, raising. Like it's raisin. a five-time King's Landing bestseller. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> new, call Six it, times. We're gonna call it but it's New like, King's Landing. I think eventually. Can once you guys they rebuild please it. tell me like the leak story with the the Vegas bets? Like, how did that get out? People told me there was the this episode was leaked, but what happened? Yeah, someone uh, who had Let's save seen it for news and gossip. Yeah, news and gossip, sure. Oh, we'll save it for news and gossip. Yeah, I mean, it's it was kind of hard to avoid entirely, and. Leaks are, talking about uh, brand though. Yeah, they just someone spelled it out in text form, in long form text. Interesting. I guess I'll get more news and gossip. So stay tuned. See yeah, you stay, too. Stay tuned. Let's <laughs> that talk. Was just a hint. Let's talk about this new small council that Tyrion puts together for Bran. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. It's almost so, it. it's very appropriate, right? We have who do we have on there? We have. Um, Samuel Tarley is the Grand Maester. Yay, he's the, yay, he's the Grand Maester. Yay. It all worked out. And he came up with a new title for the book, A Song of Ice and Fire, <laughs> written by another maester in the Citadel. Um, and Tyrion wasn't mentioned at all? Yeah, well, I don't know how they handled, I don't know why that had probably to be part of it. because the, the maester was from Lannisters and everybody like pretty much hated Tyrion the, the whole time. It was one of the Lannisters was a maester? That, it was probably a maester written by a maester that was like at... King's Landing, and everyone hated Tyrion, that's, especially after he killed Tywin. Because silence is violence, and once you erase someone's name from history, they die. They die their second death, right? So it's like almost Ooh. like the biggest. Ooh. It's like the biggest slap in the face ever that to be so left profound, out. Right? Well, thank you. Well, maybe everything that Tyrion had Tyrion had done thus far, he wouldn't want written, and maybe what he's going to do in ten years when he tells John whether or not John made the right decision. Yeah. Maybe More, in those yeah. ten years, everything that Tyrion, he can do exactly. something great, and that's what will be written. More about. books will be written. I think he's got a, a second yeah. Uh, yeah. Upcomings, coming. Well, speaking of people being written about in books, we have um, Brienne of Sir Brienne of Tarth, uh, Knight of the Se- of the Six Kingdoms. Yeah, um, she's on no Lord Commander of the Queen of the King. Uh, King's Guard or whatever they're now she's yeah, yeah Lord Commander of the King's Guard mm-hmm. uh, who has a seat at the Small Council right mm-hmm. and so she's on the Small Council and she goes and fills in the rest of Jamie Lannister's story which is so yeah. nice it was a service to us and, and it was closure and it seemed so appropriate they didn't have to give it to us but they did well it parallels the whole you know dropping the big book on the table, the the t- Song of Ice and Fire, and mm-hmm. she tells her story, or the story of Jamie, over those just couple of pages. And they took their time, and we were able to read a good chunk of it. And it, it told the aspects, you know, it is all told from the point of view of the winner. And so a lot of people might have viewed that story as being told a betrayal and all that, but she found the positive elements. And it kind of parallels the experience of us as viewers with Jamie over the years, that mm-hmm. he had, I, I call it not a character arc, but the character roller coaster, and right. even played mm-hmm. out with some ups and downs in that final season. And I think from now, I, I want to see it again and freeze frame it, but I right. think she emphasized those positive elements because he will hold that positive role in her heart. Yeah, I, I would love to. I can't wait to go back home and because like, you got to know that people took screenshots, and I want to read what she actually wrote because I'm sure yeah. it's all significant. But the most significant part that they actually gave us a chance to read, the last thing she wrote was. Yeah. He died protecting his queen. Yeah. And it's so nice to know that he's being remembered. 
um, in a way that is not bitter of the fact that he did go through a kind of a moral roller coaster and he did mm-hmm. make regrettable decisions, but that he died protecting, which no matter which side you're on, that's an admirable thing to say about somebody. Mm-hmm. He, dying to protect someone else is what knights do. And it's what true heroes do. And whether that someone else was a hero or a villain, that's up for debate. But when someone dies protecting another life, that's, uh, you know, sub- objectively heroic. And it's, an, it's a nice thing that she ended on. Yeah. So, yeah. she's on the council. Who else we got on there? We Davos. got Davos. 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 Yes. Who's, who's not really a lord, all right? The Onion Knight. Does he have his own house? I don't know. Master yes. ships. But he has his own... Remember it's a rather new house. It's a, yeah. It was <laughs> a Santiliana Mormont. <laughs> well, he sat there and kind of solidified his, his role as a lord by saying, I don't really know if I get a vote, but I say aye. Aye. Right. <laughs> so now he's, he's, he's uh, master of ships, which is more appropriate for someone who knows, is a skilled sailor, knows all the, you know, the ins and outs of every port, and um, knows how to run a, a ship, a tight ship, and a, and a fleet. He did so for... Um, for Stannis Baratheon, and he did so for Jon Snow. This is Jon Snow. He's king of the North. Um, <laughs> and so Sir Davos finds his seat on the, on the small yeah. council, master mm-hmm. of ships. We, you, okay. Yeah, what about Davos? No, no, I was going to say, when you think of Davos, I think it's interesting because mm. he really represents someone who, from the very beginning, had such a lowly position and really has been through some stuff with Stannis and everything. And the entire yeah. small council really represents people that came from nothing and worked their way up in the series and worked yeah. their way up to lordships and yeah. ownership. And I think that that's a bigger take on the, this new breaking the wheel and this mm. new reign of brand the broken. And even the small council represents people who are really entrepreneurs, right? Yeah, self-made. Like, yeah. Self-made. And Davos, entire who's, small council. who's a better representation of I, that than Davos? I might Maybe be forgetting Bron. some, but you know, mo- most of the show, the characters were high-born, even if they were from minor houses. Our biggest characters that were not high-born were Braun. Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> Lord right. of the Master Reach. Of corn. We corn have Master of Davos, <laughs> who was a smuggler. We have Gendry, who's now a lord. Who is a bastard. And Hot Pie. I mean, that's essentially our four main <laughs> Exactly. Characters. And even Samuel Tarly. I mean, yes, he was born into a house, but he oh, was he... sort of the outcast, banished to the wall. Mm-hmm. Look at his rise in the series. So I really love that the small council has been made up of these people, and I think Davos is a great representation of that. Yeah, I, I agree with that appointment. The one that I'm not sure, so sure I agree with is Braun. <laughs> you know, I mean, look, it's great we that they brought him Bravo. in there. It's, Come on. it's great that they brought him in there, and I love how they leave it kind of on a comedic note of like, okay, now here's how they're going to run their council meetings. You know, it's going to be like, you know, a nice little, like, you know, band of misfits and whatnot. But, you know, Braun, master he's of coins. He's a swordsman. I mean, it he kind kno- of makes sense. Everything he's ever done in life, he did for, for money. money. He knows how to <laughs> spend money. I don't know if he knows how to, you know. No, he knows how to get money. He does. That's it. He's, he always knows what he had to do to get the money. And he's done it. And the ladies. No brothels. No brothels. Have consensual sex with ladies. Oh my god. Get gosh. money. I can't. Have consensual no. sex with ladies. What? Get money. <laughs> roll Ryan off. No can comment. I, can I ask a potentially ignorant question? Yeah. Please. Um, Please. The Golden Company, how was that paid for? I think it was paid for in full by Cersei when she um, got the... Ooh, good point, because... It, it might have still the been crown, the Tyrells, Well, the, the Tyrells helped pay off the, the crown's debt to the, the, uh, Iron, to the Bank. Iron Bank. The Bank. You mean the, the Tyrells' stolen money. Right. Angle. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, as Brian used to say, you know, you can kill enough people, they make you a king. So, uh, Wouldn't they be like a broke kingdom at this point? 
That's a very good point because she did take out. It sounded like she made another deal with the Iron Bank. Yeah, she she did got more money to hire the Golden Company mm-hmm. to begin with. So how is that debt repaid? Well, it's whoever sits on the bank. I guess it's his brawn. But, but <laughs> he's figuring it out with the, the bank. Tyrion did go ahead and say, "Look, Braun, you're what is he now? He's also Lord of Highgarden, mm-hmm. right? Which is like." One of the richest kingdoms. It is. Right. Because Very they, plentiful they, with crops and land. Bountiful food yeah. and, and stuff. So somehow he's running that successfully and is able to bring in enough money to... Basically, Master of Coin has always kind of been a, you know, a, kind of a charade piece. Because, like, um, Peter Baelish would supply a lot of his personal finances yeah. to help supply the crown. I think Master of Coin needs to be a little, like... It's sort of like your shady tax accountant. Like, he needs to be like, not going to tell you everything that's happening, but just do the things you need him yeah, to yeah, do yeah. to, like, get yeah, the outcome. Sure. Yeah, sure. I, I think Braun like is that. up for a challenge, you know? <laughs> I think Braun is kind of... I think you need someone in that position who's a little crafty and kind of yeah, knows what's I at agree. stake and what they need to do. Do you think the representative of the Iron Bank's getting fired? I mean, first he financed <laughs> Stannis. Yeah. Then he gave a huge oh, loan for the Golden Company. He's he's bet on two losers in Westeros yep. in a period of a couple of years. As long as the balance gets paid with their interest, then I don't think it matters, you know? So Under new management. Also, they have to rebuild yeah. King's Landing. Like, how is that uh, going to happen? Over a long period of time. In ten years, hopefully. Brown that's would Tyrion's, say, that's it Tyrion's takes goal. as long as it's supposed to take. Don't make the liberated people build. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want to ask you guys a quick question about the the remaining seats. We have a we need a master of war, right? And a master. What were the other? Master of whispers. Master of whispers. Master of law. And a master of law. Who do you think? Just uh, you know, think about it now. Um, <laughs> while I. You know, stall for time for you to think about it. <laughs> and while I'm stalling, you guys think who would be the, uh, the, the who would fill the small council? Master of War, Master of Whispers, and Master of Law. For those listening at home, please shoot us a comment. Tell us who you think should be the new Master of Law, Master of Whispers, and Master of War on the new small council under Brand the Broken. You guys have any yeah, guesses? Yeah, I'm going with people who can't because they're leaving and going elsewhere. But <laughs> if they were staying in King's Landing, we don't know a lot of the people that are left pretty yeah. much so if they were staying in king's landing i would make john of war sansa of whispers mm-hmm. since she was under mm-hmm. peter baelish yeah. and i'd make Arya of war she knows what's right wrong Wait, you said <laughs> of, law? Wait, uh, of law oh jo- Arya, master of law mm-hmm. <laughs> yikes <laughs> yeah great word is gone bring john back guys <laughs> what if that was what that was alluding to three empty seats three stark siblings left john you know honorary stark and each of them having like that kind of ownership over that position. Queen They're like the going other yeah, places. Yeah, just win again. Well, yeah. <laughs> I win. Just kidding. <laughs> Sequel. Call it Starkland. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're obviously not staying there. And it's like, yeah. do we know anybody? Do we know anybody else who's staying in King's Landing? Like, I feel who's like left? I'm racking my brain. Like whispers should be Martha. <laughs> Master of whispers. That's funny. I think Tila, the girl, the mini Shireen Baratheon. I have law. Me brothers were soldiers. I want to fight too. No, she's the war. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tila. Okay. I dig it. You're right. There's not and a Drogon lot of... for war. <laughs> Drogon and... or law. <laughs> Drogon makes the law. He makes the law. He, wor- he works remotely. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing? He's dealing with some hot topics right now. <laughs> Sorry, boo! Somebody click the boo button. On that. <laughs> no, don't you dare! 
<laughs> no. Thank you. It, uh, um, Stark Legacy. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm not sure about who's gonna fill the small council. I guarantee though that it will be filled like politically you only know, bring in like maybe the Prince of Dorne gets a seat or like something like that, you know? Because that's yeah, Dorne's cool. one of the kingdoms, isn't it? Um and then Yara. Yara's running the Oh, I don't like her. I didn't like her yeah, last remark. What a random remark. I know, right? But Yon most Ra. of our char- most of our characters ended up having somewhat of a nice, well-rounded story. So we got a closure on a, on a lot of them. Let's bring it home with our last main characters, the Stark siblings, and we see them going off to do their respective journeys and destinies. Um, let's start with John. He's going up. I, f- I really loved the ending for him because if if you guys remember in the very first season, all he ever wanted was to be a ranger. Yeah. Be a ranger, like Uncle They wouldn't Benji. let him. They wouldn't let him. It, it, that was all he ever wanted. Mom rejected him. He's just like, you know, this is the only thing I want to be a ranger. It didn't work out that way, you know, being a steward because he's a natural born leader. But I think it's safe to say he is a ranger because he's going north of the wall with mm-hmm. Ghost. What a great, you know, oh, reunion. Yeah. So, so nice that he got to pet Ghost. Yes. It looks like what's happening is he's leading kind of a company, of, a settlement company north of the wall. As All a ranger, right? He would be a ranger because a steward wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Lord Commander wouldn't do that. Okay. He seems to be a natural leader and everyone respects him because they, they were giving him respect. Um, when Tormund, he, he, he gets to go off with Tormund. Yeah. Yeah. They're like besties now. I know, I do love that. But John gets what he wants. He gets to be a ranger. It kind of... Yeah. Yay. I thought that was nice closure for that character. What do, what do you guys think? I think he's seen more of the world and the world hurt him. I mean, the world hurts when you get out there. He has been stabbed. He has fought everyone Died, there was. been killed by his friends. I've he's still dead. viewed it myself as love bittersweet, more on the bitter side. And it, <laughs> it was a loss for the, the kingdom, <laughs> and it was a loss for him. He's lived this adventurous life, and now he's back into this small world. And once yeah. you've seen, you know, uh, you know, how can you keep him down on the farm once in the, once that they've seen Perry, which is about you know soldiers going off to war and seeing Lord a bigger of the world. Rings, basically. He yeah. has seen a bigger world, and I I don't think he yearns for the the simple side again. I mean, I'm sure it's a little bit of relief right now, but he has so much potential. He he's a true leader. He got uh, people. He was viewed as you know semi lowborn, being a bastard, and he still had people rally to his side and eventually declare him. King in the North. Uh, it's it's a loss that he's not his leadership's not being. I think it's, I think it's a, for him. It's like a load of pressure, like off of his like mind. Now he can live with true purpose the way he wants. Look, there's no Night King um, threat anymore. You know, there's no like there's no tension on as, as to his true like the nature of his his true heritage because ultimately, even if everyone ends up finding out, it doesn't matter. He's in the Night's Watch. He gave up all rights to lands and titles. So it's yes. like yeah, you're you're. Aegon Targaryen, but you're yeah. in the Night's Watch, which, which, so it doesn't way, matter. And we're not sure about that. We're not sure the state of play of that. We're, it doesn't seem like Varys' notes went out. At least we saw no evidence and lines yeah. of that. Oh, in, in those final discussions at that, you know, Council of the Lords, we don't know, you know, Brandon, uh, Bran having the special powers of uh, Greensight and Warring and everything else, and we don't know about Jon's heritage from that meeting. So we got to assume a lot of that's held back. It, it doesn't really matter, though. The people, it's off the table, and exactly. And after seeing what Danny did, I don't think anyone wants a Targaryen to rule ever again anyway. Right. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think that whole yeah. plot line of the lineage, it's just, it's so much more than that now. It's about moving on. Right, and if he wasn't banished, quote-unquote, to the, to the Night's Watch, I mean, what would be his place in this world anyway? 
right? Mm-hmm. So it would always be a threat to the crown. There would always be people like talking about it. But I think it was like the perfect, the perfect way to wrap up his character was to throw him up there and just let him live. It's a compromise. No one's really that happy <laughs> yeah, in the right. end. Which means it's a pretty good compromise. Right, mm-hmm. Tyrion. It's a good deal. Yeah. So next Stark sibling, I guess we'll go to the next oldest. We'll go Sansa. I think she got what she Sansa wanted got as well. Exactly what she wanted. Yeah, she did. Queen of the North, baby. I she wanted love the it. throne, but second best. Yeah, she's do? Uh, she's queen in the North, right? She her wanted, sour well, face when they were all voting oh for her. God, <laughs> yeah. I kept looking at yeah, it. Yeah, she's like, oh shit. That's but funny. I respect her craftiness, even with Bran. And somehow, I guess Bran sees it as a good thing because you know he can foresee what's best for the realm. Mm-hmm. And so I like her craftiness down to the bitter end. She was like, I'm not going out like this. I'm not. Getting, I didn't go through all this like crap to get nothing. And I like that she sort of did this little negotiation with Bran, talking yeah. about how we're going to say the North will stay independent. What do you guys think would have happened if they were like, you know what, Sansa, why don't you take? the iron throne are you like, like you boom you think she would have done it done it so. yes no yes. i don't yes. yes are you really no yes she's always wanted to be in the north the entire no. yes no. she does she, no she, she wants, wants to be in her she wants to be a princess <laughs> she wants to be a princess yes. that's why she went to king's landing From the first in the north. She, she never talked about ruling the kingdoms even when daenerys was up there she's Chris- like what happens no. to the north? What you happens know. to the north? She no, didn't ever ask about the throne. Kristen, tell me. Season one, her it, it, going back to the "We'll join our houses" conversation with Robert oh, Baratheon. She was so Joffrey. thrilled about oh, that yeah. and, and marrying Joffrey and being she just the queen. Joffrey it's her at child. The it's her childhood goal. Eventually, when no. she realized she wasn't going to get that, she focused more on the north. But I, I think she it would have tied she was it up perfectly. Stupid girl, when she well, had she that was. dream. Stupid. Right, but. No, she's I think not, you're wrong. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> she regained her nor- her love for the North, but oh, she she thought the North was a small mm-hmm. place. She loved the styles of oh, the South yeah. and the hairstyles and the lemon cakes. She had changed, and you could say she changed back, but that's a character arc, not a. Never I think she settled for what she that. could get, and she realized that was her true power. And I think she was, you know, paying homage to her father and wanting to have a Stark control the North, and the Stark was going to be her. She never wore those light summer dresses of. King's Landing yes, ever again. Oh Even in gosh. this episode, she was in all black. Because she's embraced the North because she's had to, that. That's what she's going to get in it. life. I love it. I love this question. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think it was going to be this heated. I figured everyone would be like, yeah, totally, or no, I don't think so. But I love the debate, guys. Do you think Sansa would have sat and been the, the ruler of the Seven Kingdoms, or do you think that she was go- always going to want to strive for Northern independence? Let us know what you I, think. Wait, what do you think? I think that she would have accepted, but she would have said that um, I will rule from the north. She would have accepted... She wants to be in the she north. She would have been ruler of the Seven Kingdoms, but only if the north was the capital. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you notice in her coronation as queen in the north there were lemon cakes being served? I think it's still <laughs> symbolized. She would have taken it. It was very, very You can't cool. like lemon cakes if you live in the north? What is this? So Sansa's going to rule the north, probably marry another highborn lad and, and have some babies, and the north will be independent, kind of like how in the... United Kingdom, North it was it North Ireland is like independent of it. I think that's how it works. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of interesting how there's only six kingdoms now, and a Stark rules 
um, the uh, a king, a king uh, or true king. I know what you call it because if it's like if those are kingdoms but there's no kings, then what's the north? The it's north just, is its, its own land. The north, the sixth kingdom, it's just the north. So it was really cool. We got this new, and I wonder if there's actual lines drawn on a you know like actual. Sure. This is where it ends. And then the first ruler's going to come back and and demand the North back. The North has (laughs) one million people to the rest of the realms, probably 30 million, let's say. Okay, well, think about it. One generation. No, no, they've said a million times the North is bigger than a lot of the other lands. It's the size of the rest, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's the size of the rest. Well, I think it's interesting. You have Sansa ruling the North, this, like, independent territory. Jon being a ranger, you know, north of the wall. Even more Even more of an independent territory. Then you got little Arya going off in her boat to rule West of West. West of West and independent territory. So you kind of have these these Stark siblings going off and doing... Even Bran, Mm -hmm. he's he's starting something new in this sort of independent... He's ruling, but he's going to be a fair ruler. So they all went off to do these very different... Different, uh, like you know, fulfill these different legacies. It was really cool the way they cut in between. You know, they cut back and forth to kind of give us a, a notion of like, okay, we're wrapping this up. This is how it is. This is where they're going. This is what they're doing. You have Arya going to explore. There's two more continents on the on the planet. Uh, on the land, Planetos. The planet. I've heard it called Planetos. Of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. Planetos. Yeah. Yeah, Planetos. This is why he's Professor Jerry Dan guys. He's gone. Where the map ends. Yeah, so she's going off to be an explorer, to be a pirate, to be an adventurer, something that she's, you know... I'm Arya, I'm Arya Stark, who used to be nobody. Now I'm going to be somebody and tell me that I'm not. I want to see that story. And I am very hot. Yes. (laughs) That that should be one of the three series they create. Or some movie, you know. Yeah. uh, Arya the new Sinbad. movie? Yeah. Yeah, That's the adventure. Arya... It's not done, guys. Arya does Bessos. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they be, one begins with like a U and one begins with a Y, the other two continents. It's so cool. I mean, you know, you got to wonder like, you got, it, it's great that the show leaves you with um, enough of a universe left to imagine and to, and to predict, even though we're not going to be going further with more episodes, you can at least imagine, wow, Arya going off and being a pirate and doing, mm-hmm. exploring mm-hmm. new lands. It'd be really cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Bran the King, John the Ranger, Sansa the Queen, and Arya the Pirate. All four of the Stark siblings have officially had their destinies turn into a, a reality. I th- yeah, I think everybody got what they wanted. Did, did everybody get what they wanted? Except for... Except for, except for well, we're talking about the stars. She got what she wanted. What do you she think? She got gonna, there. She got the throne for a hot second. For a hot second, <laughs> she had it. Everybody got what they wanted. Do you think from the previous five seasons, she at least deserved to sit on it for a second? I <laughs> know. No. Nope. She, t- um, she touched it. That's all she got. That's how she wrote. That's all you get. There's so many innuendos in these conversations. Um, <laughs> is that the end of the Targaryen line? Yes. Well, John. Yeah, but he's uh, Can't sworn take any to. Wives. Yeah. We've seen him break that before. Let me ask yes, you this too. Hey, after buzzers, we wanted to quickly let you know about one of our new sponsors, the podcast Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet. Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet is a comedy podcast featuring siblings Christine and Alex who read the one-star reviews they can find on the internet of anything and everything written by real people with not-so-real problems. From bad reviews of grocery stores in Ohio to strip clubs in Vegas, Alex and Christine read you some of the worst reviews in the most dramatic way possible. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify or any 
any of your favorite podcast apps, and you can also find them on all social media platforms at Beach2Sandy. Check it out. Sam has Gilly and a son, but now he's Grandmaster. Isn't it true that maesters can take no wives and, you know? But this is a new era. This is like all the rules. Everything's been Mm -hmm. overturned. Knights can be women now. Exactly. Everything is different. We've seen Mm -hmm. these new politics emerge in the show over the last few, I mean, really this season, but particularly in the back half of the season. Mm -hmm. We've seen all of these new structures and things in place. So I imagine that, you know, we can't even begin to see what the reconstruction is going to be like yet. But what if it's all just repeating itself and John went to the north to give birth to the the next night? (laughs) (laughs) He marries a night queen. Spread the Targaryen blood among the worldlings. That's right. The the children of the forest are like, we we need you. We got him now. (laughs) And all. Bran, our secret agent, he finally sent us John. (laughs) By the way, that symbol, the Night King symbol, I've I'm reading yes I'm still on my rewatch and yeah. whenever they turned in season six whenever you get the throwback to in Brand's green site of the first man being turned into a White Walker they zoom out above the tree and it's kind of the symbol yeah. of the tree oh yeah. there were a lot of parallels which is yeah. I wonder if they wanted people to do that conjecturing it well, it had seven essentially uh, prongs seven spirals and as did the Targaryen symbol. So, it, it, was it, that it, the wheel being mm-hmm. broken? Oh, because uh, now it's six. Like, was that was that the wheel? Uh, <laughs> THX. <laughs> oh, I don't know. This is great, you guys. Let's. Um, I mean, we. I think we covered the episode pretty <sighs> thoroughly. We're not yeah. done yet. Let's roll into some news and gossip, and then after that, we can do some final thoughts. Guys, please tell me about these leaks. All right. What happened? So I'm looking at it right now, guys. Ooh, yes. Tell fresh us. Tea, I have. Fresh I have tea. the. Uh, I have the Reddit thread open, and it's pretty much almost a scene by scene recap, mm-hmm. like Spark <gasps> Notes of the episode that aired. No. Yeah. And it was. It was posted. A few days, May 12th. Wow. No. So I think that the leak was strategic by HBO. I think that they were starting to get a Mm. lot of bad ratings on the the past few episodes. And they were like, if we give them what seems like, you know, because who would have thought Bran would have sat on the Iron Throne? You know what I mean? Everyone was on on such a hate streak of hating on this season. And honestly, to be perfectly honest with you guys... This 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 season wasn't as I wasn't as immersed in the magic of it as I had been in previous seasons. I was more aware of like okay, we're watching a TV show. They're kind of speeding through things to like get get to the end of this, and so it kind of felt like that. But I think with this out, no one anyone who read it would 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 watch, and I think it was well executed, even though you weren't I'd- expecting. Uh, well, who, who posted it, though? I mean, aren't they going to find out who posted this and they're going to get in a lot of trouble? <clears throat> well, it's the internet, it's, and there's yeah. the deep web, and all sorts of things get pulled from different places. And but doesn't credited. it say a name? It's yeah, fake, but, uh, and it's tied to, like, different can, countries, and it links back. I anybody mean, like can just say place. that, like, this person posted VPN. this. It's a dark place. You get a VPN, and, you're done. And let's look at the effect. In, in our show last week, I talked a little bit about the odds and as a, a news element. And Brand, to my surprise, and I, I told you guys, and I asked Asked you right. who? No, Bran was number one. I asked you who you thought the before top five. That, but like, be. even before the leak, Bran uh, was number Bran, one. Bran, as of last week, was number one. But he was only a little more likely than Sansa and John mm-hmm. to gain the Iron Throne, according to these odds makers. Mm-hmm. By this week, he was by twenty x 
in the odds wow. making the most likely to get it. So, so many people came across this leak, believed it, and uh, to the extent people were taking bets on this, cha- changed the money flow dramatically to the point wow. of um, last week, if you had bet $100, you would have won 150 Okay? For brand. So, yes, for brand. As of this week, you had to bet. 500 to win 100. Just a huge swing, which means it got tons of money flowing that way. Yeah, isn't that fascinating? I mean, it's not like sports betting where there's no predetermined answer unless you're talking back to the future universe where you could just like have an almanac. Essentially, whoever held the script, that was the almanac to where, you know, you could, I mean, think about if you were on production for this show Mm -hmm. and you knew how it ended. What's stopping you exactly. taking all your money and throwing that in, the, exactly. in, in Vegas? It just makes no sense. I know. You know, like, how how can you... Uh, re- the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, I guess. Vegas, yellow! Vegas, yellow! That's why so many shows tape, tape multiple endings, so even their yeah. own yeah. staff and production crews. But this show is so freaking expensive and grand and huge. How are they going to do, like, five finales? They can't. There are, they think you they know? did film some they fil- alternate, alternate scenes. I heard they did. There alternate are, scenes, yeah. not alternate complete... Steven in the booth. There are there are laws built into contracts when you're yeah. on TV shows that you are not allowed to make a monetary gain on a bet based on any knowledge that you obtain on set. That makes sense. So all it would take is the IRS finding out, oh, you got 10 grand this last year, huh, <laughs> from this. Uh, okay, well, you're in breach of contract and you owe us all this. Yeah. Interesting. Still, yeah. I'm sure people find a way to do it. So it the is fact that this work. was, yeah, negative 500, Vegas found out and they made it a lot tougher to win. Well, you just change the odds, but things yeah, like this, the odds these it's odds change on the people who are betting is yeah. kind of how they know when the fix is in on a lot of other sports. And we learned the fix was in on this final episode. The fix was in. Uh, so did people comment on the leak saying, oh, my gosh, this was the episode leak. Like somebody leaked it. Was that the comments or were people like, oh, this is just somebody's prediction. I don't think it's going to happen. The problem was the leak for episode five was 90 percent correct. And then the right. same person posted the leak for episode six. So that's how people oh. kind of knew that it was an actual legitimate leak. Were people leak. angry or was the well, like, Reddit what, title leak? I tell you what, I wasn't very happy when I was scrolling through. There's a lot of really cool subreddits for Game of Thrones. There's like Free Folk and then A Song of Ice and Fire and the Game mm-hmm. of Thrones. So I was like scrolling through Reddit and like I stumbled across someone said something about brand ruling. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, because of the leak. And I'm like, oh, no, did I just read a thing? So I... I read like a little bit, but I didn't read the actual full play-by-play, scene-by-scene mm. breakdown because I didn't want to because I want—I don't want to ruin it for myself. Yeah. I've been waiting like you know, almost a decade to see what happens, and I, so I kind of did see that okay, they picked Bran, and everyone was like, "Oh, that's so dumb." Da, 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 da. But I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I hope that." That was the troll of the internet voice here, yeah. right there. <laughs> uh, I hoped it wasn't true because I didn't. I didn't. It's not that I didn't want it to happen, or I didn't think Bran would have made a good choice. It was just that I didn't want to have read a leak, you know. Yeah. But the fact that I knew it, I think it might have jaded my opinion as to how like awesome it was. But I really did enjoy the episode, and I really thought it was an appropriate, nice way to wrap everything up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm not upset at all, but I am upset that there was a leak because that's not fun or fair for anybody. And it's not like I went looking for it. It just was on the Internet. So, like, you don't want to – you just got to stick your head on in the sand if you don't want to, like, find out any leaks in this world. I personally hope that most fans are not as devoted almost and reading so many things as we have to to prepare for this. And I accidentally came across stuff. So hopefully oh, and you read still the leak? millions of 
tens of millions of people enjoyed this without mm-hmm. that knowledge. And hopefully that's the way it was experienced. I don't even us. watch trailers for movies that I go to. I just look at the Rotten Tomatoes score and decide. And, like, word of mouth and the people I respect. Like, I hate spoilers, so I'm so glad I didn't read it. Yeah, Sorry sometimes a trailer really does ruin it. They showed me the whole movie in 30 seconds. Huh? <laughs> yeah, pretty you know? much. Um, oh, I really hope this person gets in trouble, honestly. I think that's, like, just so disgraceful. Yeah. E- even when we're walking around our studio here, like, we shut the door, we make sure, sh- I think we were saying, like, fake stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're out in the hallway, we're like, what would you say, Steve? It's like, oh, yeah, I, I can't believe they brought the Night King back. Right? I you said, said that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was like, I was like, God, there was so many dragons. Yeah. <laughs> like a thousand dragons. <laughs> yeah, but I, w- you know, we are so respectful of that, and I, yeah. I don't like that person that posted the- those leaks. I just can't believe that. I really want to know who that person was. They must have been working on production, like you guys are saying. They must have been. How would they know? They must have been in the interwebs of HBO. I don't know. I don't know. But mm-hmm. let's put our pitchforks down for a second. Okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> The leak happened. It was right. We hope that you your story wasn't ruined. But let us know. Like, I don't, still don't know what that. What is that? It's, it's the like leak. A, it's the leak. Do we just have one sound and effect? Honestly, we need a bigger budget. Honestly, it sounds. Press that thumbs up if you want us to have a bigger budget. Steven, will you give me a laser? Give me a laser. I know you got lasers back. Give me a second. <laughs> there you go. That's the laser. It sounds like, oh my god, stop. It sounds so like Like you're squishing, t- squishing tomatoes? It sounds or? too wet. The, the bugs. Squish, smack, smash the beetles. <laughs> smash them. Oh <laughs> Wait, I got another piece of news, guys. Okay. We got more news. Um, <laughs> we may have a still. I sent some stills and I don't know if we have them, but... Um, <laughs> This is random, guys. So apparently, uh, Green Bay's NFL MVP Aaron Rodgers is a huge Game of Thrones fan. A lot of celebrities yeah. are. I always bring a lot of celebrity news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you know he was actually in last week's episode, The Bells, several times? Yeah. As I... different background actors. This is characters. ridiculous to me. So he said he posted a, a an Instagram and he says that he was thankful to have been um, in the penultimate episode of Game of Thrones. Hashtag crazy episode tonight and it shows a picture of him you guys can check it out on his Instagram he's a public figure and has millions of followers so just yeah. check it out yeah. um, but just so cute and funny and then someone else took a screenshot and did a side by side of all the times he was in the episode so he's an archer a lot. yeah he's an archer for the King's Landing army he is a man the guy that we saw getting blown up in the alley in the yeah. alleyway and then he is sort of like this background King's Landing like popper in in two other scenes so he's in that episode like four times to be honest guys like i don't even really like that because i feel like they could have spent time on us believing more of like daenerys going mad which i'm fine with now but we still needed like one more scene to that i would say and said they they let like a quarterback a big fan be in all these scenes like not to take away (laughs) from him but like what's the focus of this show are you blaming aaron Rodgers? i am it's his fault like a lot of the focus was given to Aaron Rodgers and putting him in he's a big fan of the show we're making Aaron Rodgers dreams come true (laughs) instead of like giving Daenerys believable plot points (laughs) I mean what's more important here I just give up (laughs) Kristen's on a rampage tonight we have a mad she's not mad Kristen I, I do have some news and gossip really quick just a quick shout out mention we had 
we had Liam Cunningham in studio two weeks ago for a pre-taped interview about his brand new show, The Hot Zone, coming to Nat Geo. Oh, very cool. Which is about wow. the Ebola outbreak in America. It's uh, He's a really nice guy. He was really a pleasure to be he around. He's so nice, isn't he? And, uh, and yeah. he leaked the entire show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, the interview comes out tomorrow on AfterBuzzTV, awesome. uh, YouTube.com slash AfterBuzzTV. If you guys are a fan of Sir Davos, yes. check it out. Definitely a fan of Sir Davos. That's awesome he was here. Also yeah. hit that thumbs up because I'm telling you to. Yeah. <laughs> Just yes. do it. Make our dreams come true. <laughs> yeah, how many thumbs up should we request? Like it'd be awesome if we could get to what? Like 3,000 thumbs up? Like the what, the rest of the unsolid? <laughs> 3,000 thumbs up and Kristen will send you a private raven. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, <laughs> well, you're not Peter Baelish. Don't whore me out. Even Sir Davos. Even Sir Davos still has a thumb. So hopefully he... If we lose half our thumbs up today, we'll have twice as many tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how the numbers work. But you guys are still going to cover the documentary and do a series recap. Yes. yes. That's right. I might not be here next week, but next week you guys will be here. We have a... We'll Game of Thrones is, um, has a documentary series that's coming out on HBO next week. We're gonna check that out and then come come watch because I'm sure there's a lot of fun things to do. Krista and I sometimes we do a show on popcorn talk here in the same studio called Inside the Documentary. We might be doing an episode maybe dedicated to that. Yeah, Who knows? we could post it in both seconds, both sections of AfterBuzz. Yeah, yeah. So stay in touch, hit subscribe because we do have more videos coming your way. Mm-hmm. Um, just to bring it back, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I thought it was a cool thing to have a you know really cool person as, as an extra, maybe in one scene. But like, yeah, I think to have in like several, like a lot, it's almost. Well, there was minor. It was but, like fanfare finding him. You know, it was just yeah. Like, but to have multiple, I know. It, it just breaks the Why the does reality. Why to be part? Of no, it? no. Look, there is one. Extra, who I thought was really fascinating. Um, I, I guess his name is Andrew. Uh, he's a, this extra who has been in so many scenes throughout the entire series. Oh man, I wish I submitted a picture for this one. I'm sorry, Stephen. Maybe you can find a picture of him. Look up. <laughs> the bearded guy. He's the bearded guy. And There's they this... showed his eyes turn blue in two episodes yeah, ago. Yeah. So yeah, he he w- was one of the guys who came back as a well, white during the, the major. I have a picture of, of him film. on my phone. Is yes. That who you thought was he, Alan yes, Reed? this that, guy. That was the guy you, you oh, had Ferran theory about, Dan was right? obsessed I, with the Alan Reed theory, he, and I said it was background he, actor. He showed one. up so many places, and he was the person. That's the right. Third person to declare John Snow king of the north. I thought we were going to see... There he is. Yeah. There I thought we were going to see him play. And he, amidst in the midst of Ed and uh, uh, Lady Liana and other famous characters becoming the Whites with the blue eyes, they flashed to there him becoming the White. <laughs> and, yeah. and the true hero of Westworld. Yes. <laughs> the unnamed soldier. <laughs> the real Aaron Rodgers. The real Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Will you please stand up? And make yourselves shown. <laughs> I oh, thought whatever. he had a bigger future ahead. I really thought. I thought I had well, unraveled the, the whole team. Still need another quarterback, so there, there he is. The real, the real Aaron Rodgers. I <laughs> love it. There was yeah. a lot of fun little Easter eggs in this show. If you guys know mm-hmm. of any other Easter, I know I always throw it to you guys, but I do that because the the people who watch our show here on YouTube and iTunes, you guys are the coolest fandom. That anyone could ask for. So to read your comments and every time we and throw the most it to accurate. you, it's so great. <laughs> you guys so please know keep up. it up. It's really awesome. I know this video will be online forever. <laughs> um, so whenever you do happen to discover this show, or if you're a fan already, just you know, throw a comment, throw a thumbs up. We we love to see them and read them. Yeah. Um, any more um, 
gossip and news. Well, just the fact that we're also, like Stephen said, going to do a wrap-up show after the Great. documentary next week. That's then we're going to do the wrap-up of all the seasons and all of our thoughts and yeah. everybody's path and mm-hmm. how we got to where we got to. A, ce- a celebration episode yes. for the fans! Yes! <laughs> a final thoughts for the entire... I mean, it's been eight, nine years! So many years. Might as well have an episode Pretty much talk. my entire time in Los Angeles I've been talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've been it for... It's a long time. Over four years now. You, yeah. were, at, you were in there for, what, six years? Oh, I, I came in season two. I'm the only remaining panelist. I survived, so... You survived! Yes. yes. As we you look win. for the next Game of Thrones, though, guys, we cover all sorts of TV shows here at AfterBuzz yeah. TV, and if That's you right. love a TV show, we cover over 100 of them every week, so you'll probably see these familiar faces between Ryan and Anna, Jeremy, covering Chernobyl right now, yep, and Kristen, yes. who came from Teen Wolf, did Game of Thrones, and is yeah. going to move on to her next project, too. Guys, stay tuned. <laughs> Tune in after right. Buzz yes. for it. Yeah, chances are, if there's a, if there's, if there's a show, there's, we got an after show for it, so just search your favorite show with AfterBuzz TV, and chances are... Some f- super fans like us are going to be talking about it. Yes. Um, anything else, guys, before we wrap it up? I Nothing hate to do real. it. I'm trying to so avoid it. We're already like an hour and 40 minutes. Thank <laughs> God for you guys ha- hanging in there with us. This whole show has been so, so much fun. I couldn't have asked for a better team of people to work with all these years. And uh, all these episodes have just been so emotionally draining. I'm spent. Let's go, Greg. Drink some wine. <laughs> You know? He just strangled himself with his wiring. Where can we follow you guys? Oh, oh man. Um, I'm going to go binge watch the rest of the, uh, ser- the from one to eight. Mm-hmm. And while in between my binge watching of this <laughs> of my favorite show, you guys can find me at Ryan Milati everywhere. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and, and in Los Angeles somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> at a brothel, no Just less. Just look up Peter Baelish, you'll see at Ryan Milati. At a brothel. Oh, God. <laughs> protecting my I'm cutting you off. Guys, I'm Anna K. Thomas. It's been real. You can find me everywhere, especially on Instagram, at Anna K. Thomas. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> guys, I have had such an amazing time talking Game of Thrones with you guys for the past, I don't even know how many years. Not enough, I'll tell you that. Hopefully we'll be back for all the que- the prequels and hopefully prequels, the, the documentaries, the, the, yes. the series You can rundown. follow me at Cinematic Escape, Cinematic Escape on all the realms. And I hope you do. And I'm Jeremy Dan. You can't follow me anywhere, but follow me on Tuesday when I'm here for their Chernobyl show. Yay! It's a great show. Yes. Great show, real serious, real epic in its own way. Watch it before you cancel your HBO <laughs> subscription. <laughs> Just work that in over the next few weeks. Yes. Absolutely. All right, guys, that's it from all of us here at AfterBuzz TV. Vala Morgules. Vala de Harris. And good night. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.